eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 60. Pete Alonzo pounds the Cubs. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, happy Thursday, I guess. I was a lot happier before the Cubs went to New York. <laughs> A lot happier indeed. All right, let's get after it because uh, Pete Alonzo, I know, Crowley, that you only pay attention to baseball for the most part. I know you're not a huge NFL guy. I guess you'll go to a Super Bowl party if somebody's got a good spread or the right IPA. But um, are you aware of Aaron Rodgers? You know who Aaron Rodgers is, I know right? who Aaron Rodgers okay. is. Okay, yeah. and he does the whole, like, he did the whole thing with, like, the World Wrestling Federation belt and told the fans, the Bear fans at Soldier Field, I own you. That's how I felt about Pete Alonzo. Okay, I figured he's the next guy kind of doing the doing the the belt to the Cub fans. I own you. Okay, as we go through this, Crowley, he has now hit, I believe, 15, 15 career home runs against the Cubs, and he only plays the Cubs a limited amount of times compared to playing the other teams in the National League East. Yeah, it was it was absolutely you know just stunning, and and what's even more stunning is that the Cubs couldn't figure out not to pitch to him. Uh, what more can we say about Drew Smiley? It, it, at this point, it's almost a guaranteed loss. He has a nine ERA in his last eight appearances, and this one was bad right from the get go. With two out and one on, Pete Alonso hits a home run that was sky high, carrying into the bleachers. I thought it was going to get caught, but it just kept sailing. That guy just hits him. Just he just it, the ball just travels when he hits him. Yeah, it just travels differently. It sounds it sounds hard. It sounds strong. It's a sound you would want your favorite baseball player to make every time he touched the ball. Right. And then in the bottom of the third, right, you you got one on and one out again for Pete Alonso. This and he hits a smiley knuckle curve. It's just sitting right in the middle of the plate, four hundred and twenty-three feet. Well, with the Cubs bullpen taxed after the series with Cincinnati and the Braves, Smiley had to eat some innings, and he ran out of gas in the bottom of the six when the first three Mets singled, and then he walked a batter with the bases loaded to make it six to two. Caleb Killian came in the game and got Brandon Nimmo to ground into a double play to make it seven to two, and then he got Francisco Alvarez to ground out to end the threat. I thought that was nice work for Killian, inheriting the bases loaded, no outs, and he only gave up one run. But to me, Dustin, my question is why? Like, everybody saw this big storm coming. It's raining. 
why waste them at this point of the time? Because you know the delay is going to be called. It's just a, you know, was it going to be a half an inning or a whole inning? That's all you were going to get out of that. Right. And so that's what happened. So I was just, to me, I was kind of dumbfounded they would use them in that situation. You wonder what kind of, so, you know, baseball is so analytical now, right? We talk about that all the time. We've got, you know, numbers for everything. The, the Cubs brag about um, how since Theo and Jed came aboard, how they, they changed all of that, right? They were no longer holding press conferences along with the pesticides and anymore, things like that. So you wonder what they use. I, I'm, you know, I mean, do they have a direct line to skilling? We joked around about that off the air one time, you and I, right? Exactly what is it that the Cubs use? And I believe all of that also, if I'm not mistaken, like the umpires are getting their information from some sort of meteorologist that's based in New York. Right. And, and, and if, if, if anyone's interested, there is a good Cubs Twitter follow. It's called Cubs Weather, and it usually tells you what the weather is, where the Cubs are playing. It's one of my favorite follows because I just like to see what's happening. But like, How's it going to be in Toronto with the, with the roof shut? Crying? With the dome, <laughs> no, with the dome, right? I'll double check. But uh, I mean, I see this big giant blob and, and the umpiring crew. I'm not one to sit there and look, the Cubs have their own problems, but they don't need the umpires to kind of do that. The umpire crew is just awful in New York. And, you know, the rain is coming down in buckets. The umps didn't cover the field. The mound's a mess. Kodai Senga comes out. They got this big lead. He slips while taking some practice pitches. It was completely mishandled. And I'll say one thing. Buck Showalter is lucky Senga didn't get injured when he slipped in that seventh on that wet mound. That would have been a, that would have been such a Met thing to happen, you know? Yeah, that would have been so Mets the way their season has gone. I don't feel <laughs> sorry for them at all, but they, uh, they uh, ruined the last couple of days for me. So that's how game one went down. Um, Buck Showalter out there. Um, how about a, the offense against Cody Sanga? Because this was a guy, you know, Cody Sanga was a guy that was on the Cubs radar. And uh, I think the Cubs wanted to give him some money, but he decided to pick New York. Yep. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Uh, somebody the, famous once said, yeah. The offense was mystified by Cody Sanga and his ghost fork ball. Nico and uh, Cody Bellinger seemed to hit him okay, but the rest of the Cubs hitters struggled. Uh, they had their share of opportunities, but struggled to get the big hit. They started the third with back-to-back -back singles, but Nico was called out on a very borderline pitch on a 3-2 count. And then former Cub, Rafael Ortega, robbed Ian Happ of a hit. Cody Bellinger will single and drive in the Cubs' first run. They're down only 3-1, to one, but then when they were down 5-1, to one, the Cubs had two on and two out for Cody Bellinger. He's going to single to left. He's going to score Nico. But Hap thought the throw was going to second, and he's rounding. He's gonna. He doesn't slide into third, and it looked like a cartoon. A slip on the base, flopped over. I thought he might have gotten hurt, and uh, that was the end of the threat. And the Cubs never did anything against Kodai or any of the bullpen pieces. Nico did go two for four, and Bellinger just staying hot as heck. Three and three with two RBIs. Yeah, that guy has been absolutely smoking hot. I'm sure when we get to the hot knot that uh, Bellinger is going to make that list. All right, game number two, Jamison Tyone. Things have been going his way of late, taking on Carlos Carrasco. Yeah, you know, we thought that the first game didn't look good on paper, and we thought the second game was going to be an easy one for the Cubs. J-Mo's been doing good. Carrasco's been doing bad. Thought the offense would bounce back. Nope. Not against uh, Carlos and his 660 ERA, but it was a weird start to the game. They had pitch con issues for like 15 minutes and nobody's saying anything to the announcers, to the umpires are mic'd up. They're not saying anything to the crowd like, hey, we're having this issue. We'll be a moment or something. And so we're all just kind of sitting there. Like I said, I, I just, it was annoying to me, but. One of the things I joked around about on the air. So um, 
again, in the NFL, when the communication doesn't work in the helmets, both teams are not allowed to use the, the helmets that day, whatever their, you know, fancy pitch com word is it for them. Um, here's how I feel. If the Cubs pitch com is working and they're the road team in this situation and the home teams is not, well, too bad for you. You're the home team. Get your IT straight and, and, and do better. Okay. <laughs> right. So if the Cubs pitch com, if the road teams pitch com is working and the home teams pitch com is not too bad, too bad. Right. You don't have to use it. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it's like, People, I think we're one day going to get to a point where people don't even know how to throw signals down anymore, right? Well, right, right. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like texting now, right? Like people can't have a conversation because all we do is text. Right. So the game started similar to the first game in the series with two, one on and two outs. Pete Alonzo hit another home run to make it two to nothing. For those of you keeping track at home, that's three and two games. Um, Daniel Vogelbach was hitting right behind him, but apparently they wanted to try their luck with Alonzo. But after that, Tyone settled down and he only gave up one more hit in seven innings. He retired the next 16 batters he faced. He looked excellent. Yeah, that's awfully good. No doubt about that. So uh, Tyone, another nice start for the Cubs putting it together. So how did the Cubs get back into this one? Yeah, they, because Tyone let them, you know, they start slowly coming back in the fourth inning. Who else but Cody Bellinger hits a solo home run to cut the Mets lead in half. Then Christopher Morrell led off the fifth inning with a walk. Jan Gomes tied it up by hitting an RBI double. The next batter, Nick Magical, reached on a fielder's choice, but Gomes was thrown out at third, trying an El Mago slide. He tried pulling his foot back. I, I, I thought it's funny, a catcher trying to pull that. And then later on that inning, Nick Magical is picked off. So two base running mistakes in that inning. But the game was still tied at two when Mike Talkman, the pride of Palatine, hit a solo home run to put the Cubs up. Three to two. We just cannot say enough about that guy. The Mets had two on and two outs in the eighth, but Julian Merriweather got out of a jam, and Adbert Alzali ends the game on a one-six-three double play. Talkman two for three with a homer. Candelario two for four. Gomes two for four with an RBI, and Cody Bellinger with that solo home run. But again, the, the story of this game was Tyone. The last time he pitched this well was also in New York against the Yankees. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Crowley, any truth to the rumor that Daniel Vogelbach is still trying to make it from home to first? He was the one that grounded <laughs> out to Alzali for that double play to end the game. I'm just he, he is one beefy boy. Ass. I I will tell you that he is one beefy boy. <laughs> yeah, but he he has fun with it. Guy comes up to at least last year, right? He used milkshake, right, as his uh, as his walk up song. So he uh, he embraces he embraces being a, a husky individual. Oh, yeah, he All was right. a for former Cub, and both at one time you had both him and a very much bigger Kyle Schwarber. He slimmed down Schwarber for a while. Yep. Vogelbach has not. <laughs> no, Vogelbach has not. Enjoying the uh, Peter Luger stakes out in New York City. So the series is tied one apiece. We get to uh, game number three. That was on Wednesday, and it was uh, Kyle Hendricks throwing for the Cubs. Cubs looking to win their seventh straight series. 
Yeah, everything was as predicted. We liked the Cubs' chances in games two, and, and you start game three out with a bang. Christopher Morrell batting leadoff, and he hits the first pitch he sees into the left field bleachers. The Cubs are up one nothing. Then in the second, Dustin, Seiya Suzuki, who's been in timeout lately, hit a triple. I love, and scored I love that you're calling it timeout. <laughs> he hit a triple and scored on a pass ball to put the Cubs up two to nothing. But then in the bottom of the fourth, Francisco Lindor hit a single and Pete Alonzo was up and hit his fourth home run of the series. Dustin, I was so angry. I was so frustrated because I'm just asking, why would you pitch to that guy in that situation? Now, you again, Lindor has been hot. We had him on the hot list. We talked about uh, um, the polar bear. But but there's really one guy that's going to take you out of the yard and, and is, is danger. Everyone else in that lineup you're not scared of. No. And why The worst possible outcome happened. Right. The worst possible outcome happened with uh, Alonzo up to bat. I, I just right. I just I just don't I just don't understand it. You're up two to nothing. The worst possible thing that could happen happened. And and and, and I, I was thinking back in the glory days of 2016, the Cubs took on the Nationals and then manager Joe Madden decided to take advantage of a slumping Ryan Zimmerman who is batting behind Bryce Harper. And Madden says, I'm not going to let Harper beat me. He walked him 13 times in a four game series including six times on that Sunday game, three of those walks intentional. What happened? Zimmerman went one for seven. He left 14 men on base. Javi Baez hits a walk-off home run on Mother's Day with that pink bat. I just don't, I don't know what Ross was thinking. I don't know why he just didn't say walk him. Uh, you know, what's one run? If it's a two run versus a three run home run, what's the big deal about that? Right? Right. I, I don't, I don't understand it. And he blamed the walk ahead. He blamed the walk um, but it wasn't a walk. He, he, there was a, one of these games, they're all kind of clouding my brain, but he said the reason they threw to Alonzo was because the runner in front of Alonzo walked. And that was the reason why they did that. Whatever reason it was, it was silly. Hendo went five innings. He gave up two runs on five hits, six Ks, two walks, but then Hayden Wesniski came in and did not record an out. The first battery face, Jeff McNeil hit a solo home run to put the Mets ahead three to two, then gave up a double, a fielder's choice, and a single. And the Cubs were down four to two, and Wesneski's night was done. Dustin, were you surprised on how David Ross used Wesneski there? Uh, yes. Uh, high leverage situation, middle of the game. That's not something that I remember him doing. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I missed that one. I must have not been paying attention when Hayden Wisniewski came in in a high leverage situation in the sixth inning. Um, It didn't work out. I hope they don't do that again anytime soon. Right. And and I think with Hayden and I think with Caleb Killian, they're trying to kind of try these guys out for different roles. But when you're in a pennant race, man, you you know, and you've already dropped one game in the series. Now's not, it wasn't the time for me to tinker, but who knows? Yeah. Now the Cubs had one more chance to win this game. Seiya Suzuki hit a solo home run to lead off the inning in the ninth, and the Cubs are now only down one run. Heimer Candelario singled, and Mike Talkman walked. So the Cubs have runners at first and second and no outs. So David Ross decides, okay, uh, I'm going to pinch hit for Miguel Amaya, put Nick Magical in there. The Mets changed their pitchers, and Ross called on Magical to bunt. Now, the bunt worked. The runners advanced to second and third, but now the Cubs had their first out, and Dustin... I, I, I am a not a huge fan of bunts, and I, that one just frustrated me. Um, I, I know that it frustrated you. You're not the only one. It was a hot topic today on the Mully and Haw show. Gabe Ramirez was filling in for David Haw. I, I, I don't hate it. There were things that I disliked more, like pitching uh, to Pete Alonzo, like putting 
Hayden Wisniewski in in a high-pressure situation. But I understand the argument, but I didn't hate it as much as I hated other things in that game. Right, and I guess for me, you take a look at who's up, right? So the next batter is Christopher Morrell. He has a high strikeout rate, right? So he strikes out for the second out. Now you got two outs. Nico, who you trust 100%, he walks to load the bases. But Ian Happ struck out swinging, game over. Suzuki, three for four, though, with a triple and a home run. Candelario, two for four. But the team, Dustin, was 0 for 6 with runners in scoring possession and left nine men on base. You get one hit with a runner in scoring position, you either have a tie game or you have the lead. Right. Very, very, very difficult to win a game when you're 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Very difficult. It's been done. It's been done. But it's very difficult. The Cubs' streak of six straight series ended in a disappointing thud in New York. Did they run out of gas? I don't know. Wednesday night was the final day of a 16 straight uh, game days. They went 11-5, and five, and that began July 25th, so no off days. No, no off days. And again, if you tell me every 16 game days they're going to go 11-5, and five, they'd have a really healthy lead. So I can't get too upset with them. I shouldn't, but that's just the way I am, Crowley. I'm, what have you done for me lately? Well, the one thing I will say is that Ross has been managing with a sense of urgency when Seiya Suzuki was struggling. Guess what? He put him on the bench, made him a platoon player, and had him work with hitting coaches and with his work on his mental approach. Hopefully that continues. Then, Dustin, before the last game with the Mets, David Ross announced that Drew Smiley will be pitching out of the pen. The Cubs just couldn't continue to allow him to lose game after game after game. Uh, pitching coach Tommy Hadovy, who's on the Mully and Haw show, he's going to be on next Wednesday at right. 9 a.m. He said, I think some of the, that just comes from a lack of confidence or consistency of doing it over and over again. Sometimes getting guys in the bullpen in short bursts to kind of reset and get your mind back into attacking the strike zone and simplifying things is the corner that you need to turn to realize, okay, now I'm feeling that success. So they're, they're addressing that issue. The one issue that I'm waiting for Ross to address, though, Ian Happ. In the finale, Dustin, he went 0 for 5 with 2Ks, one of those in the ninth with the bases loaded to end the game. When you look at Hap's numbers, I mean, this, is, this has been a, a rough season. In the last seven games, he's slashing 143, 200, 286. Uh, it's, it's, you know, he's definitely cold right now, but he has, he's been cold most of the season right now. He's, you know, he's slashing 241, 367, but he has a 772 OPS. But I'm just thinking you can't keep batting this guy third. It's nonstop. No, you got to move him down. I hope that that's something that they talk about um, today, the off day and, uh, you know, first pitch isn't until, you know, 630 probably our time tomorrow night on Friday night. So hopefully between now and then they either give half a day off and I'm not saying he hasn't earned it and or they move him to, you know, at least fifth, move him right. down to at least fifth in this lineup. You have Cody Bellinger, who is otherworldly right now, and he's batting like fifth, right? Right, and then fourth or also, fifth lately, right. Mm -hmm. But right. that fourth is new. He had been batting fifth and sixth a bunch this year. Right, and now they got Heimer Candelario, who's also tearing it up. He's batting seventh most of the time. Makes absolutely no sense.